Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we begin, I felt like I needed to give a few trigger warnings. So story numbers one and two have kind of some cyber sexual harassment going on. And as for story number three, it mentions self-harm several times throughout the story. So you might want to avoid that one as well, if those things trigger you. All that being said, I hope you all enjoyed the video. You can send any story you have to southerncannibal.com. Alright, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. I have a godmother who for the sake of this story, her name will be A. A has two sons, who I will also not give out for privacy reasons. Her older kid's name is T, and the youngest is M. MT and I grew up together. They went to my birthday parties when I was six and seven, and I think 10 as well. The last time I saw them in person was at M's graduation. This will be important later in the story, as they live in another state. I was also a minor at the time, which will also be important later as well. So one day I was talking to M on Facebook, and I asked if he had Snapchat so we could FaceTime sometime. But that never happened, unfortunately. This is when things got weird. M was 20-something at the time, and I was 17. Yeah, I think you know how this is going to end. To me, M was like an older brother who will always be there to protect me, which hurts me the most. For context... M and I are into dark humor. We would sometimes watch shows like Squidbillies, Aqua Hunger Force, and Rick and Morty. I decided to be a smartass and send him a picture of extra small condoms from the gas station, and I asked him if he needed some. Well, then he started talking about his extra large sausage. That should have been red flag number one, but I didn't think much of it, and I apologized thinking I went too far. Then, he asked to see a photo of my boobs. At first, I thought he was being funny, but I was dead wrong. He then texted me. I could say so much to you, but you're my sister, so I guess I can't. Shocked, I exited Snapchat. But like an idiot, I didn't screenshot it. And if you know Snapchat, our messages got deleted after viewing. This went on for about two months of him asking me to send nudes, and I was genuinely terrified. He would either flirt with me or tell me how I sexually turned him on and to never tell anyone, as this was our little secret and no one would believe me. So for those two months, I took as many screenshots as I could, and I almost got caught once. Fortunately, however, I lied, then saying, Oh, you know my phone is at 69%. When he asked for proof, I went to my camera roll and found a screenshot of my battery at 69% from earlier this morning, then cropped it and sent it to him. Fortunately, he never asked any more questions. He would go into graphic detail about how he had boners after I sent photos of myself. Mind you, non-nudes, but of my Halloween costume. One day I had enough, and I started looking for ways to get a restraining order. As I was in mid-research, my mom left for a date, and as I was home alone, I got a text from him, as I called someone from my state who would give me a quote on how much the restraining order was going to cost. 
and if I could put M behind bars. I opened the text, and it said, I'm gonna show you my wiener. Don't snitch. I prayed and prayed to God that it was just a wiener dog, as I really loved Dotsons, and he knew that. Nope. I was wrong. I screamed over the phone and yelled and cried on the phone with the lawyer on the phone. The poor older man was trying to calm me down and tell me everything was going to be okay. I very quickly saved the nudes on Snapchat, screenshotted them, and the lawyer advised me to call a friend or relative close by and he would call me tomorrow. I did as he told me. I texted my mom telling her a friend was coming over since something bad had happened. And I called my now girlfriend who rushed over to my house and she just held me as I sobbed as I then told her what happened. She stayed until almost midnight just to be sure I was okay. I showed my mom what happened and to my surprise, she responded back with, Oh hon, I'm so sorry that happened. You know, he did the same thing to me a year ago. Uh, and she never bothered to tell me? Yeah, I'm still pissed to this day and I'm still working on that restraining order. I stay awake at night, scared he'll come after me, as I lived in the same house for 16 years. I'm also 18 now. Also, shout out to the lawyer, as he let me have a mini therapy session the next morning. A bit off topic, but I thought that was really nice of him. As for him, I really hope you rot in fucking jail. Fuck you for giving me trust issues. And fuck you for trying to get into my 17-year-old pants, you sick, revolting pedophile. I'm currently a 17-year-old female, but the story takes place when I was 11 years old. At the time of this happening to me, I was so young and naive to ever think much of it or the severity of the situation I was in. However, whenever I think back to it, I'm truly disgusted by it. When I was 11 years old, my dad had given me one of his old mobile phones, and I was super excited to finally have my own phone. I felt so grown up with this new phone, and I had started downloading multiple apps such as Snapchat, Facebook, and so on. Things which I was too young to have, and without my parents knowing. One of the apps I downloaded in particular was Kick. I had no idea what Kick was, or the age of people that used it, or the reasons people usually used it, which was mainly for sexual purposes. I was young, and I just assumed that I could maybe find a few people to talk to on there. The same night that I downloaded Kick, I got a notification that someone had added me. I don't remember their username or even what their name was, but I remember them telling me that they were 15 and a girl. We started chatting back and forth until the following morning. She seemed super sweet, and it appeared that we had a lot in common, such as music, TV shows, and some of the same foods as well. It was almost though as she would ask me questions such as, Hey, what's your favorite movie? And whatever my answer would be, she would always reply back with, Oh cool, no way! That's my favorite too! Which obviously seems really suspicious but I never really thought about it like that. I was just thrilled that I had found someone online who liked so many of the same things as I did. However, the conversation with my new friend started shifting to topics that made me uncomfortable. Out of the blue, 
They would ask me to send pics of me just in my underwear, when they definitely knew my age. And whenever I said no, they would make me feel bad for them by saying, Oh, but I thought we were friends. This went on for quite a while. And though I was very stupid and naive to continue talking to this person, I knew better than to give in into their disgusting requests. A few days went by and I was talking to my kick friend yet again. Then they asked me a question that I thought was so harmless at the time. They asked me, What about a face pic then? I don't even know what you look like. I bet you're cute. I thought this was cute and that they couldn't take advantage of me from just a face pic. So I went ahead and sent them one. I took a picture of myself with an awkward smile and hit send to the person. I was so scared of their reply. When they eventually did, they just kept up with their friendly act, saying how cute I was and that they thought I had nice eyes. I was honestly relieved after reading these messages because I was so scared to send them a real picture of myself. After all, I'd never done anything like this before in my life and I was chatting to a complete stranger. After a few hours of small talk with this person, their whole tone totally switched. There was no nice kick friend anymore, and there never was. They began showing me their real colors, and I was completely horrified. They sent me a picture, and it was the same picture of myself that I had sent them just a few hours earlier. Only this time, they had edited the picture to say, Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm 11 years old. I'm a whore in cogtees, and I really love the attention from older men. Along with this, they messaged me saying that if I didn't send them explicit pictures of myself, that they would then create an account pretending to be me, and that they would post this new edited picture of me all over the internet. I was frozen with fear. I had no idea what to do. And it wasn't like I could tell my parents, as they would definitely shout at me and take my phone away. I just stood there looking down at my phone screen, feeling so betrayed and helpless that I began to silently cry. The only thing I could really do was block the user and delete the app, as well as Snapchat and Facebook. I then went upstairs and took myself to bed, but I couldn't sleep. All I could think about was that someone out there had my picture and was threatening me a child for explicit pictures. From then on, I started thinking about it less and less, and now it's just a faint memory in the back of my mind. It's really disgusting to think about that some people out there are willing to manipulate young and vulnerable children for their disgusting habits, and I really hope that predator never got another chance to put another girl through that. I hope wherever he is, he's fucking miserable. Some background information is important to this story, so you can understand why I reacted the way that I did to this situation. I was 13 years old and my ex-boyfriend bought me a Minecraft card just a few months before we broke up, so that I could buy it on my super old and beat up MacBook Pro. I played it almost every day. I didn't and still don't have many friends, so I resorted to chatting with people through Minecraft and moving to Instagram to talk to them. I had joined a server that a YouTuber I liked had made for their fans, and I was on it for a few hours, and I had spotted someone with an LGBT pride hoodie on their Minecraft skin. I'm gay, and my family isn't really accepting, 
So whenever I see a fellow LGBT person online, I rush to befriend them. I went over to this person and they started to beat me up, so I then threw food at them. They then calmed down and we talked through the chat for a while. Some moron was dropping lava on everybody from the top of the map, and there weren't any moderators online, so I hid underground with my new friend, a 14-year-old boy who I'll call Eli. Eli's boyfriend came underground with us, and we talked for a while, and finally, we exchanged Instagrams. My Instagram account was private, and I go by an alias online, and I was very careful about what information I gave out to people. We had a group chat, and we'd talk every day, but I'd been closer with Eli, so we moved to DMs, and the group chat eventually died. We really headed off, and we talked every single day for almost a year, over text and on video chat as well. All he really knew about me was the basics. My hobbies my age, the state in which I lived in, and so on. The night after my 14th birthday, he asked if I could play Roblox with him. I agreed because I didn't really have anything better to do. We played on some roleplay game for about an hour, before he suddenly confessed his love for me and asked if I would join his polyamorous relationship. This made me upset because I felt like he was putting me on the spot in front of the entire server with over 40 people in it. The people in the chat were encouraging me to date him, and it really pissed me off. I told him that I wasn't interested in him like that and that I just wanted to be friends. This made him really mad. Up until this point, he had never really showed any red flags. He ended up leaving the game and went to my DMs, saying he was going to end his life and that it would be all my fault. And he even sent me pictures of his freshly cut wrists. I was horrified and very triggered because I too have problems with self-harm. I got really upset and started begging him to not end his life. And I also gave him instructions on properly cleaning and dressing his wounds. He got back to me 20 minutes later apologizing, and he told me he bandaged his wounds. I was relieved, and like the dumb 14-year-old I was, I instantly forgave him, and everything went back to normal. This really manipulative behavior from him continued for months, and I talked him out of ending his life every single time. Eventually, he said he found out about a disorder called Dissociative Identity Disorder from his friend, and he told me he had it. He was 15, and he had never shown any symptoms, and the fact that he just suddenly said he had it after he just found out it existed made me very suspicious, but I decided to support him despite this. He just continued the manipulative behavior, but it'd get worse and worse. He would sign off his text messages with his alters' names, so I'd be mad at his alters and not him. After a while, I had gotten really sick of it, and I sent him a long paragraph telling him all the stuff he did wrong, and to never contact me again. Well, he didn't listen. After about a month, I finally cut Eli off. He posted a message saying he hexed me, using my full name, my birthday, and my address. I never told him my full name or address, so this was very alarming. But I didn't contact him because I just wanted him to leave me alone. He'd been stalking and harassing me and my small group of friends for months at this point, 
sending them gore, threats, and other disgusting things. Just a week later, I got into a car crash and nearly died. I've never believed in witchcraft, but I fully believed that the car crash was caused by the hex he put on me. He bragged on his Discord server about how he had almost killed me. I found out about this because his now ex-boyfriend that I'd met on Minecraft with him at the start of all this messaged me on Instagram with a screenshot. I was pissed, but again refused to contact him. Fast forward to January 2021. I was fast asleep at 3pm due to an all-nighter I pulled, and I woke up to my little sister freaking out and saying that someone was texting my mom about me. My heart sank and I knew it was Eli. My mom was logged into Messenger on my little sister's phone, and I was watching the messages in horror. He was telling my mom that I'm gay and a whole bunch of lies. One of the worst lies being him accusing me of killing animals as well as sending him photos of their mangled corpses. I attempted to block the account, but my mom unblocked it on her phone. I called her and told her to come home immediately, and when she got home, I ran out to her car in tears. I just collapsed into the passenger seat of her car, and my mom looked angry. Eli had messaged her through a fake Facebook account, posing as his aunt. I told her everything, and she got really mad at Eli, threatening to file a police report if he ever contacted me, her, or anybody else in her family again. She then blocked the account and comforted me. Well, about two months later, I was in the car with my mom coming home from getting a Slurpee from our local 7-Eleven, and as we were pulling up, we saw two officers talking to my grandma, who my mom's siblings and I were living with at the time. I got out of the car, Slurpee in hand, and I walked up to them, asking what's going on. Are you Jet? One of the officers asked me. Yeah, that's me. What's going on? I replied. We were contacted by the suicide hotline because someone told the operator your address, full name and age, and physical description, and told them that you had a box cutter in your hand and that you were going to end your life. Do you mind rolling up your sleeves for me? The officer said. I was instantly very uncomfortable, and I knew Eli did it. I proceeded to roll up my sleeves and held out my arms. All that was there were my very faded self-harm scars. I've been out with my mom on a drive and would stop to 7-Eleven. I don't even have phone service, so I couldn't have contacted the hotline. I told the officers. One of the officers wrote something down and asked if I knew who could have done this. I gave them the cyberstalker's full name and address, and they eventually left after I apologized profusely. I filed a police report about a week later with all the proof of the cyberstalking and harassment and nothing was done. The police kept getting sent out to my house a few times a week for the exact same reasons, through the same exact suicide hotline, and I was getting really fed up. There was a big Amazon package with tons of stuff in it, which arrived a few days before my 15th birthday, and the note said something along the lines of, You know you're never going to get rid of me. Happy birthday. I love you. Your secret admirer. I was really freaked out, and the packages and police being sent to my house just kept happening, until I decided to move in with a family friend about 8 months after my birthday, and only my mom and younger siblings knew where I was. 
I deleted all of my social media and made a few new accounts and only gave my closest friends and family the usernames. I hadn't heard anything from my cyber stalker in about a month and suddenly I heard a knock on the bathroom window while I was doing my skincare routine. I pulled back the curtain to see a guy who looked about my age who I didn't recognize. I got really weirded out and I told him to go away. I locked the window and shut the curtain and continued on with my skin routine. I went around the house and locked all the doors and windows, logged into the camera app, and just watched as he circled around the house, peering through the windows. I'm guessing he was trying to catch a glimpse of my shadow as I walked past. I called the family friend and I told her about the random person and asked if she was expecting someone. And she said no and to call the police if he tried to get in. I chilled on my phone and kept an ear open and he disappeared from the camera so I figured I was okay. Well, about an hour later, I heard a knock on the door. It was the secret knock my mom would do. I was just about to open it but just as I was about to reach for the lock, I heard a deep voice from the other side. Jet, let me in, you stupid fucking whore. Followed by more aggressive knocking, I heard what sounded like someone on the phone with them. It was a FaceTime call with Eli. I recognized his voice and completely flipped out. I yelled and told them to go away, and I called the police. The guy went around banging on the windows until he heard the sirens. As the sirens approached, I heard him swear and run away. The police pulled up, and I went out and told them everything. And as you can imagine, they did absolutely nothing. About an hour after the police left, there was another knock at my door, and I heard whoever was on the other side run away. I waited until it was all clear on the cameras, and I went out and looked around. I looked down to see a rose and a note. The note read, I found you. And the rose smelled absolutely disgusting. I really love roses, but this rose smelled like actual death. I had to check it because the smell came in the house and hovered. I still have no idea what it was, but I have the note, and I made sure to pick it up using a sandwich bag as a glove and I tried to bring it to the police to see if they could help me get prints off it, and they didn't even give me a chance. They told me that it was probably just a prank and to keep the doors locked. I'm almost 16 now, and the cyber-stalking harassment and this random boy showing up with Eli on FaceTime has continued, and no one will take me seriously. I even tried contacting the FBI, and he was investigated, but eventually let go. I feel so helpless, and I know he's going to continue doing this until I finally snap and end my life. I'm very traumatized from all this, and I've cut off most of my friends due to the paranoia it's caused. I crawl under windows now out of fear, and Eli mocks me in his Discord server, because apparently his friend has witnessed me crawling under the windows. I've contacted Eli's parents about this, and they believe I'm the one who's stalking and harassing him. I also contacted all of his friends, and I'm being told all my proof is either edited or taken out of context, and I'm just so sick of it. I'm just trying to live my life that's already hard enough due to all my mental health problems, and Eli's just making it worse. 
There's so much more to this story, but I'm going to cut it off here just to avoid making this longer than it already is. Eli, if you're hearing this, leave me alone. I don't love you, and I never have, and I never will. I'm really tired of having to make new accounts and emails every few months just to get away from you. I feel really bad for your friends and anyone who will befriend you in the future. Goodbye, you sick fuck.